you're okay with going to Lambeau Field in the playoffs because boy, I am not. Ben's overcooked. Take him out the oven. I was going to say, you know those shirts that people get at places that say, I survived whatever? You need one that says, I survived Jameis. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the fantasy episode of the Expansion Buddies. I know we're a little late that some people have already drafted, but, you know, hopefully our fantasy advice will still lead you to that promised land, that fantasy championship, the holiest of holies. Still trying to get there. I've been there. It's wonderful. Highly recommend it. I've been there, too, and I lost to you, so. Yeah, that's uh, kind of your thing. Lose to me. Anyway, I am joined by Jared Miller, my stalwart co-host, the one that always loses to me in fantasy. All right. And we're also joined by our good friend, Kyle Mitchell. How are you doing today, Kyle? I am uh, doing great. I'm happy to be on again. Thanks again for having me, guys. Yeah, Yeah, we're happy to have you. Uh, We're happy to ask you a real quick question about real football before we get started. As the resident Patriots fan, how do you take in this Cam Newton news? I'll be honest. I was pretty – I guess you would call it shocked this morning – um, when I found out, Jared was actually the one to text me and let me know I didn't even seen it yet. Um, I was like, I was telling him, I thought Matt or I thought Cam would probably get benched, you know, eventually if if he played anywhere close to the way he play, played last year. I thought he was going to get benched, you know, halfway through the season or something. But I did not think he was going to get released uh, before the season even started. Yeah, that it was a big surprise to me. I did not think they were going to be riding the rookie train week one. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, Belichick does a lot of things, but I didn't think starting a rookie quarterback, you know, week one would ever be one of those things. Yeah. So do you think it's the right choice? I do. And I don't, I mean, I think, (laughs) I think, you know, Mac, the way he played this preseason, he earned it. And that doesn't mean Cam, you know, he didn't play awful by any means. If you look at the stats, you know, Mac had more yards, more completions, but he also played a lot more than Cam did, you know, as backups, you know, usually do in the preseason. But, I mean, he went out, he earned it. He made some great plays if you watch some of his games in the preseason, which I did. And, and yeah, I didn't think didn't think Cam would get released. I'm kind of surprised. I don't know why they, you know, a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, why didn't they just keep Cam as a backup instead of just, you know, straight up releasing him? But which would be interesting to know. I kind of wondered that myself. But, you know, Mac had a great preseason and he earned this job. Yeah, surprising to say the least. I thought it was fake when I first saw the news on Tuesday morning. But here we are. Mac attack is the QB one in New England. And uh, right off the bat going against uh, his former teammate Tua in week one. Yeah, it's kind of funny how it works out like that. You know, it's just a as many players in the NFL and, you know, Alabama, the uh, one thing about them in the past, people, you know, kind of made, I don't know if you call it making fun of it, making fun of Alabama. You can only make fun of Alabama so much with how successful they are. But the last few years, you know, all the, of course they're all young quarterbacks and haven't proven themselves much yet, but you know, they have three starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now and two in the same division and two of them will be playing each other in first in the you know opening game this week. And yeah, they can't really, uh, They've proven themselves so far anyway. Alabama has stepped up as a, I guess you could almost call them a quarterback factory at this point. Yeah, they're bound to run into each other a little bit eventually when you have that many of them starting. (laughs) Uh, But we're not here to talk about real football today. We can do that all other 51 weeks out of the year. We want to talk about fantasy today. Uh, If our loyal listeners who listened to us a year ago at this time remember our fantasy episode, Kyle was on with us then. And uh, the only difference is this year, we've already drafted our teams by this point. So we're not going to be talking about who we want to take. We're going to talk about who we did take, uh, maybe who our our friends here took, uh, some guys we think are going to be sleepers, and, of course, some overrated ones. Talk about our teams a little bit. But uh, I'll, let, I'll let Justin just kind of start. How do, how do you think the draft went for you, sir? Uh, I think it went pretty well. I didn't really go in with a plan. I just kind of figured I'd see what was available on the board first round and roll off of that. 
from there, I just kind of filled in my roster as we went. Yeah. So uh, for anyone wondering, Justin did not take a tight end in the first round this year. Uh, no, I didn't. I learned my lesson. If memory serves correct, Kyle, you did though, right? I did. I got uh, Travis Kelsey in the first round. And yeah, it was, I don't know. I, it scared me. The pick scared me a little bit and I was really close. I think, I think Ezekiel Elliott was still available and Austin Eckler and, you know, a few other, I, you know, pretty big name running backs still. It's funny because and- you just named both of my starting runner back running backs yeah <laughs> yeah i was just looking at your roster there so <laughs> um i know it's kind of funny i was actually listening to the last year's episode just for your our fantasy or your guys' fantasy episode last year just a little bit this week and going in on the full speech about you know justin was talking about drafting a tight end in the first round <laughs> and i significant or i exactly said that you know justin had quote unquote talked me into it and sure enough or he almost was you know was talking me into it and sure enough a year later it ended up happening <laughs> so you you I, I maintain i will say i said i learned my lesson and that's because last year worked out a little unfortunately but i maintain taking a premium tight end early is not a bad thing it's not i love though how uh past justin talked current kyle into this though mm-hmm. i think that's <laughs> hilarious i love yeah it. Yeah, I was, I don't know, I was on the fence a little bit, and, you know, not that I was auto-drafting by any means, but he was, you know, the way the NFL or however they had him ranked, he was the next best player, and obviously having Mahomes as your quarterback, I think you're going to get a lot of points no matter who you are, and so I figured, (laughs) why not go for it, and I guess we'll see in a few weeks or a few months how I feel about my decision. Exactly. Uh, Last year's first-round pick for Justin, George Kittle, uh, I took him this year uh, in the second or third round, maybe. I don't remember. But uh, I am excited to have the Kittle train on my team. Yeah. I think a lot of people in our league especially, and I think the other my school league as well, um, have realized this year there is not a huge amount of depth in receiving tight ends at the moment. It's a, it's a pretty shallow pool. Um. I know there's a there's an audible moment during the draft where someone's like, oh, man, I still need a tight end. And everybody's like, oh, crap, there's no tight ends on the board. Yeah. Yeah. You did kind of have to get on them early. Uh, and really, when you we talk about receiving tight ends who are going to get you a lot of points in fantasy, only a few guys come to mind. Kittle and Kelsey, of course, being two of them. And then your guy, Justin Pitts with Atlanta. Yeah. And Pitts of a, is a bit of an X factor right now because he's a rookie. Yeah. So I, I've taken the chance on him in actually both my leagues. Um, and I, I'm hoping he pays dividends. I do have um, Zach Ertz. I was able to steal him for basically pennies. He fell late. He fell late yeah. in our draft. Um, yeah, and that was just because he was hurt last year, so he didn't have as much numbers in the way the auto ranking system works. Is that how that went? But – yeah, I, t- I think Kyle Pitts might be a good pick. I think as far as rookie tight ends go, he's going to be the cream of the crop. Although, um, shoot, there's another one I can't remember his name now. Oh, I wanted to mention Darren Waller. Yeah, uh, Darren Waller. He he be... uh, did pretty okay last year for the guy in our league who had him. And uh, I expect more of the same from him this year. He's somebody who I didn't even really realize last year until midway through the season was actually putting up the numbers he was. So he's a good one to have. Uh, if you haven't drafted yet out there and you're listening to us and you find yourself in the conundrum of not seeing many tight ends available on the board, if the big name guys are off, look for Waller. He'll be a solid one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tight tight end uh, depth is almost nowhere to be had in a ten person league like we play in. Uh, but uh, let's let's talk quarterbacks. Let's let's talk about who we took, uh, and why we took Justin. I don't remember who your quarterback is. Who'd you go with? I went with Joseph Burrow. Ah, okay. So I'm I'm a bit of a a gambling man this year. I don't know how Kyle Pitts is gonna you know, shake out. I have good hopes, but 
Joe Burrow is another one. You know, he was injured last year. We don't know how he's going to bounce back. But if he plays like he did last year, I think I'm going to be fine. Yeah, um, uh, it's not a bad pick for sure. <laughs> and I, I really um, – I, I held my quarterback hand for a long time. I, I waited way longer than I usually do to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I also picked up Baker Mayfield as a backup, and he may be a starter. I don't know. And he's one that – he was on the board for way longer than I thought he was going to be as well. I think people are kind of sleeping on Baker this this year. I think he's going to be a lot better than a lot of people think fantasy-wise. I think he's going to be just as good as he last, last year real play-wise, maybe even better. But yeah, yeah. I mean, those are two uh, very solid, solid options at quarterback in the same division, too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kyle, I know you went with uh, the 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 goat in Green Bay, his last season in Green Bay. Uh, how are you feeling about what Rodgers is going to do for you this year? I'm, I'm pretty excited for him. I think, you know, he isn't Mahomes. He isn't Josh Allen, who both went, you know, where my, I, I really wanted Mahomes, of course, you know, who didn't want Mahomes or any of those guys. But I was pretty happy to have Rodgers. I can't remember what round I took him in exactly. But uh, no, I'm pretty happy. I was, you know, looking at last year's stats, you know, other than, at Tampa Bay, it was had his worst fantasy game, of course. And then, you know, versus Carolina a little bit later in the season, you look at his, you know, points from last year, it's, you know, 30, 37, 36, 28, 39, 32. Obviously, you know, MVP season, it's going to be tough to put up those numbers again. But I just think one of the reasons I picked him over some of the other quarterbacks available, I think he's just one of them, at least I hope he's going to be one of the more consistent ones kind of week in, week out, you know, he doesn't have too many just awful games like, you know, some quarterbacks do. So I think he's going to be pretty consistent. I got uh, famous Jameis as my backup. So I think he's going to have a pretty good year as well down in New Orleans. And famous just who got named the starter in New Orleans. Yeah. Which should come to no one's surprise, but no, (laughs) Uh, but no, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with my quarterbacks. I think, I mean, barring anything too uh, significant, I feel pretty confident. I'm probably going to have Rodgers as a starter every week, unless, unless the matchup's really, really bad and he maybe has a rough start or something. And other than his bye week, I'm more than likely probably going to have him about every week. I don't think I'm going to, yeah. you know, sway away from him too much. Even when Rodgers is on an off day, he's still a pretty safe bet to start. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and then with my quarterbacks, uh, I was very vocal leading up to this draft that I wanted Josh Allen really badly. I think he is poised to maybe be the highest fantasy scoring quarterback this season, him or Mahomes. Uh, Didn't get him. Maybe it's because I talked about it too much. Still got my boy Justin Herbert, though, and I am really thinking uh, that Herbert's going to have quite a year. I feel like that he was, I mean, fantasy wise, he was pretty solid last year, but this year I really feel like it's going to be a breakthrough, uh, both on the fantasy gridiron and the real one, I guess. Uh, and then my backup, I stuck right there in LA and I went with Matt Stafford and this can, this is a quarterback duo that I could see myself switching out, you know, matchup depending every week. Uh, I really like the fact that Herbert plays the Washington football team week one. I'll probably keep him in there, but both of these guys are capable, more than capable of putting up a lot of points. But Kyle, like what you mentioned with Rodgers is just one thing you want more than anything at the quarterback position, I think in fantasy is just consistency. Someone who's going to consistently get you in the high twenties, maybe low thirties. That alone can win you a lot of games and, that's just my biggest question, I guess, about Herbert right now. Will he have that consistency? I think as far as that goes, I would almost tend to lean towards Stafford having that over Herbert right now. Uh, but I, I am pretty happy with both my quarterbacks also. Yeah, you don't have a bad selection to pick from at all. Um, the only thing that worries me about Herbert is he is going into that, that second year 
And we have seen a lot of quarterbacks, you know, go into that dreaded sophomore slump. I don't know that it's going to happen to him, but, you know, now the teams do have a year on film of, of film on him. He won't be able to rely so much on his raw talent and he'll have to definitely start refining his technique a lot more. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, but yeah. So quarterbacks, we're all sitting pretty good. Uh, yeah. Who do you guys think is going to be the best quarterback this year? I think we've already kind of talked about it, but like fantasy wise. Yeah. Fantasy wise. Uh, Josh Allen. I would agree. Ooh, I'll, I'll go off. I'll say Mahomes. Oh, that's a really, that's oh Kyle. What a hot take. On a limb oh, on my word. Ooh. I was, I, I was just going to say something along those lines. As soon as I said that, I'm like, ah, I'll let it go. You're really All reaching right. for the uh, stars on that one. That's, that's yeah. Probably going to be one of those two guys though. Yeah. yeah. Hot take. What about overrated? Who do you think is a guy that people are really hot on that is probably not going to go as well as they think it is? Uh, overrated. I wanted to say Ryan Tannehill, but actually I think he's probably going to do exactly how we think he's going to do. I don't think too many people are <laughs> overrating him. Uh, overrated might be the wrong word, but the quarterback that I would have been hesitant on taking, even if it is a huge name, is Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady's never been a good fantasy quarterback, though. Yeah, that's true. So maybe overrated is not the right word for that one either. Uh, I don't know. Like within our league, I don't feel like anyone really uh, oh, is overrating a quarterback. And let, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I'd have to think on that question for a second. No, it's, I, I kind of agree with you. I asked it and I was like, yeah, this year I feel like quarterbacks are such a – I, I almost feel like they're a dime a dozen. I feel like there's a lot of different ways that you can still go right. Like even if they're playing for a bad team that you still have a good chance. One I'll put out there. And I think our leagues may be a little bit different, but I've seen other things, other places is Ben Roethlisberger. You know, I think a lot of people remember the numbers he used to put up. And now that he's back, they're like, aha. Big yeah. Ben. Yeah. It's the name thing again. For sure. Yeah. Depending on what league you're in, I guess, maybe. I don't think yeah. guys in our league overrate him because But I again, think- we're 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 not necessarily just talking fantasy for our league, because otherwise yeah. we're making this podcast for twelve people. Exactly. Good point. Good point. And okay. we clearly only make it for four. <laughs> I was and only say, one of them's in the league. So that's expanding our <laughs> audience by quite a bit. Uh Kyle, what do you do? You have any guys that come to mind as far as overrated quarterbacks go for fantasy? I was looking through our team and kind of who everyone has drafted a little bit. And yeah, no one really sticks out super, you know, as a huge, huge overrated guy. I'd say one guy that I'd say, you know, a little questionable or I would have been hesitant to pick is Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. And like, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I think he's a pretty good option at quarterback just in, you know, in fantasy and, and football in general. But I think just with the kind of mess, quote unquote, do you want to call Philadelphia or however they're going to be this year? Uh, I Kyle, I would like to call it a hot mess, actually. <laughs> hot mess. Um, I think just the team around him and everything else, I'd say is a lot of unknown. And, you know, I think you'll have, some, you know, I'm sure he'll have some pretty good games. But I think he's also going to have some really low ones though. And Justin, the opposite of why I pick Rogers is consistency, I would say. Yeah, and Justin and I were just talking about it before we went on air tonight uh, that now with Minshew over there in Philadelphia, uh, Hertz is going to have him breathing down his neck for that starting job too. Uh, and he's, at least in my opinion, has not proven himself to be the guy 100% yet with the Eagles. So, yeah, Hertz is a, is a good one. I'll say it. On the record, I like Minshew more than Hurts moving forward. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I think exp- for quarterback, let's talk a little bit about our super secret squirrel tech that we got for quarterback. Who's your who's your like guy that either you think you're gonna grab for your for your bench or you know is like your if all else goes wrong, I think this is the guy to grab, or that maybe you're like, hey, maybe, maybe I get him for a couple weeks. Like who's your, who's your secret quarterback that you want to, that you think would be good to have on a team, even if you personally don't get him. deep sleeper. Okay. 
uh, Zach Wilson. I've, I've been tooting this kid's horn since he got drafted, man. Uh, I really like what I see out of him. I know we've only got a very small sample size in the preseason. Uh, I watched him a lot in college, though, and I, I know that it's a different game now. But his arm strength, his accuracy, uh, I think a lot of people probably won't go after him right away here because he's a rookie and because he's unproven. But if you're, if you want, a, I think a, a solid third guy for your bench for maybe putting in when you're in a jam. Uh, I know the jets aren't exactly a sexy pick for anything right now, but Zach Wilson. All right. Fair enough. Um, Kyle, what about you? Well, Jared stole mine, of course. So I'm <laughs> going oh. down the list here. Sorry. And kind of similar. What's that? I was going to say, you can use him, too. I mean, we can have the same pick here. Yeah, you can say the same guy, man. That's, that's okay. Well, I'll go on some – I'll pick someone kind of similar or kind of almost a group – or I don't know if you call it a group, but just another – I think any of the rookie quarterbacks. I mean, right now, you know, Justin Fields isn't technically starting. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, I think everyone's – I know someone drafted him, but I know I did consider him as a backup pick for me when the draft was going on. Um I decided against it, I guess, or he was gone before I decided to take him. I think, you know, a lot of unknown at the beginning of the year, but I think after gets his feet under him a little bit, a few weeks in, he might be one of those picks that, you know, the numbers really start going up on him and could be, you know, like Justin Herbert last year, I picked him up. Oh, I don't remember, you know, a few weeks into the season, you know, being a rookie quarterback and he ended up being the main starter for most of my games and had great games for me. So I think, you know, give some of these rookie quarterbacks a few weeks to get in, and I think they can, you know, do pretty well for your team. Yeah. I'm, mine's not going to be a rookie quarterback. I'm just going to say my my horse is hitched to the Justin Fields train. Horse is hitched to the train. Anyway, that analogy doesn't work. <laughs> um, but I'm hitched to Justin Fields. I think he's going to be the best rookie quarterback um, of the non-Trevor Lawrences. Heck, even maybe of the Trevor Lawrences, too. You just like his name. Yes, and also, yes. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sold on because of that abysmal Jags O-line. Um, just, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a lot of welcome to the league moments this year, let's just say that. But my my guy, actually, for for kind of sleeper backup talk is Tua Tunga-Vailoa. I, I was a little surprised he got taken in this R league because I feel like across the board, he's – he's kind of just been been slept on and pushed to the side. Um, I think he's poised to take a pretty big step this year from not playing all of last year. I think this past summer, he's been able to, you know, get healthied up and I think work more into black, excuse me, Brian Flores' system. And I think he's going to have a pretty good, pretty good year. And as of right now on NFL's fantasy website, he's only got a 40% roster rate. So he's only on 40% of people's teams, which I think is criminally underrated. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know he was on the, that few of teams. Yeah. Huh. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, let's uh, running backs. Let's talk about running backs. Let's running about- backs. Indeed, Jared. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, I'll start us off. I, uh, through the grace of the randomizer on the draft, was given the number one pick in our league this year. Um, I just want the listeners to know, Jared says the grace of the randomizer. Jared runs our league, so. Okay, you've been given it once too, though. I'd like to remind you, so. I got it once six years ago. Okay, and I've also only gotten it once. Your point? Jared rigged the system. Okay. Agreed. Uh, all right. Stop the I, count. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, used that number one pick to take Derrick Henry, who I had on my team last year, who straight up won me games. Uh, I fully expect the same thing this year. Uh, I think he is going to be the best fantasy running back. Uh, I know there were two ranked ahead of him with Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. I like both of those guys a lot, but they're too injury prone for me to want to pull the trigger on them with the number one pick. So I took Henry uh, very happy with that. And uh, outside of that though, I was telling Justin, I made the mistake of 
thinking I had running back all slapped up after that, forgot about it for a few rounds and then realized, oh crap, I don't have any others. And my depth at running back is now questionable to say the best. So uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting at running back, but what about you guys? Who's, who's going to be toting the rock for your teams? Um, I've got some really good depth at running back. I feel pretty confident about my core. Um, my first pick was Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's going to do well. He usually always does. And then I got Austin Eckler, um, who I believe it was him that's like, I would draft me first overall or something like that here a couple weeks ago. Um, I might have to fact check that here in a second. Um, those are my starting two. And then in my flex spot, I've got James Conner, who just came from the Steelers to Arizona. And I he's also kind of my – um, I don't know that he's a sleeper pick. Actually, he's definitely not a sleeper pick, but I think he's going to do a lot better than a lot of people think he is. I think he's going to have similar to a resurgence that Kenyon Drake did when he came to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are kind of sneakily well set up for the run game. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably look at that Cardinals team and they James Conner might be an afterthought just because of all the superstars they have on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think that he's kind of going to just fade into the shadow of the talent there. But I think that's exactly why he might have a pretty good year. Yeah, for for my running backs, I have uh, Saquon Barkley as my main guy, or the first running back I picked. And then my other starter, I have Miles Sanders of the Eagles. I uh, feel pretty good about the, those two starters. You know, Saquon coming off injuries, a little bit of concern. Um going to my bench those are the only two I have on uh, starting on my bench I have David Johnson and Ronald Jones you know David Johnson of Texans Ronald Jones the Buccaneers kind of like Jared said um with running backs I kind of I don't want to say I forgot to get them or you know get some depth at running back but I probably should have got a little bit earlier in the draft for my bench on them but you know David Johnson obviously he's come a long way since a lot of as Justin as you would know picked him first in the draft a few years ago oh man Um, sorry to remind you I didn't mean to but anyway and then you know Ronald Jones I think you know being on Tampa Bay with so many weapons it's hard to I think it's gonna be hard for him to have a consistent you know points every week in week out I think he's gonna have some really high points and then some really low points so you know that kind of concerns me but I feel okay at running back. It could be a lot worse, could be a lot better, but you know, something I'll probably look at a lot when, uh, you know, season starts going and seeing who's on waivers and who's kind of doing better, hopefully pick up another, someone a little more consistent. Yeah. And as far as Ronald Jones goes, a lot of it, I feel like just has to do with how Bruce Arians is scheming that week. Cause yeah, he does have some games where he's just running all over people. And then there's others where he's, you know, kind of just relegated. And also, the issue with that, not to dive too much into Buccaneers offensive politics, but Arians is a, is a coach that rides the hot hand. He'll give the, all the carriers chances. You know, he'll let Ronald Jones carry. He'll let Fournette carry. He'll let everybody carry. And whoever's doing the best, he just rides that hand the rest of the game and potentially into the next game. So he's, he's definitely not in every game back. So anyway. let's hope it's Leonard Fournette because that's one of the guys I picked up who I know Justin, uh, told me was maybe not the best pickup but well it depends are we going to get regular season lenny or are we going to get lombardi lenny i want lombardi lenny if he plays like he did in the super bowl he's going to be a freaking mvp this season i want my gosh dude if you didn't watch him in the super bowl check out them highlights he played amazing really through the playoffs honestly yeah he he lights it up during the playoffs he just gets that second wind but anyway, we we talked about running backs. Running backs is a is a tough one because everybody needs them. You can have depending on how your league set up, you can have you know three, however many of them. You know, our league is three up playing at a time, so they're they're tough to come by at times. Yeah, and I don't know. Right now, I feel like talking running back depth is a little difficult because. Running backs are, are a, a tough commodity because they are so injury prone. Their injuries are just more likely to happen to running backs, I think, than any other position. May, maybe tight end. Mm-hmm. 
so and that's the thing like talking about johnson you know our our top picks could be hurt within a week yeah exactly yep it's a big old risk um where i think there's a lot more leeway is in wide receiver wide receiver i think people are a lot more poised to be able to take control of games and you can have guys come out of nowhere juju smith schuster is one a few years ago uh scotty miller had some games last year where he kind of came out of nowhere but you can have these little to no-name guys who get a chance and just they go off. I think you can have that in any position, but it seems like wide receiver is a lot more likely. And so I'll start with telling about my wide receiver core. So I got the man that I'm really excited about, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, and DK Metcalf. I have got one man who's just a great receiver, and another that's a freaking freak of nature. Again, I said before, I don't know that DK Metcalf and the rest of us are the same species. That man is more athletic than, like, I could ever be in my wildest fantasies. Yeah, he bleeds <laughs> athleticism and strength. Uh, yeah. You've got a good set of starting receivers right there. I've We've both always been big fans of Terry McLaurin over in Washington. Uh, don't see any reason why he won't be the go-to guy through the air this year for old Fitz magic. And then, yeah, you best believe that Russ is going to, he's going to throw to DK at least as much as he throws to Tyler Lockett. So yeah. you're going to be racking up the points. Yeah. I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, either of those guys is going to be good for at least one touchdown a game. And I think is going to be good for 12 to 15 points per game as a floor. And then that ceiling is just so high. 50s, 60s. Millions. <laughs> Millions. <laughs> for the record, uh, our league record for the most points scored by a single player is 61, and that was Tyree Kill a couple years ago. So a receiver did get that. Uh, Kyle, what's uh, what's your receiver situation looking like? I Personally, I think it's sitting pretty, pretty good. Um, my main guy I got is Justin Jefferson, the Vikings. Uh, my other starter, I have Robert Woods from the Rams, who I had last year, and I was a pretty big fan of him. He had some pretty good games for me. Um, as my flex, I actually have um, Deontay Johnson of the Steelers. I was kind of surprised. I can't remember what round, but he was still available when I got him. You know, I was pretty happy with him. Um, I go to my bench. I have Robbie Anderson from Panthers. And then I have Deontay Smith from the Eagles, the rookie, the Heisman winner last year. Kind of going back to what I was saying about quarterbacks and sleepers, I think, you know, right now the points projected for him aren't, you know, super high, below 10, you know, for receivers. Obviously not terrible, but not great. But I think he's one of those guys who's similar, like, yeah, I was saying to quarterbacks who could give him a few games, you know, get ready for the, you know, get into what NFL football is like. And I think he could be kind of a, I guess you could maybe call him a sleeper pick for a decent wide receiver for fantasy this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, I say this with all love, but I feel like my starting two receivers are the best in this, uh, in this episode right now between the three of us, Deandre Hopkins and CD lamb, of course, CD lamb on that COVID list right now. So I'm really hoping he can play the first week, but I'm really excited about these two. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins speaks for himself, the things he can do, the points he can put up. Uh, but C.D. Lamb is really, really good. And I know Dallas as a team is kind of a question mark, uh, especially with Dak coming back from that injury. But C.D. Lamb is the, the one bright spot on that offense, I feel like. And he's going to get a lot of looks. I think he's going to get a lot of catches, rack up a lot of points. I'm I'm hyped to have these two as my receivers. Uh, and then for is, my is, – oh, go ahead. Is, is Zeke not a, is not a bright spot? He is. Zeke's a bright spot, of course. But, you know, Zeke also a couple of years ago had the pretty gnarly injury, and we just talked about what uh, running back injuries can be like. So – but you're right. You're right. I, I uh, did not mean to disparage Zeke by saying that Lamb was the only bright spot. I'm sorry, All right. Justin. I will, I will pass your apologies on to him. All right, thanks. Let him know I say hi. I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, and then for my flex uh, receiver that I have in currently, I took a chance and went with T. Higgins from Cincinnati. 
he was really, really good in college. Uh, and he, I really like him. Uh, the, the good news is as the flex, if he is underperforming or not living up to a, as I want him to, I can flip him out for either Davis with the Jets, Corey Davis, or uh, you might remember him. I talked about him last year on the show as my super deep sleeper from the Chicago Bears, Darnell Mooney, second leading receiver on the team last year. Uh, really liked that kid. Got a little bit of a personal bias there, but uh, he's he's solid, and I expect him to have a big year too. So I'm feeling pretty good about where I sit at receiver. Yeah, I didn't really talk about my depth, I guess. Um, so I, I at depth have Cole Beasley, who I think, uh, you know, had a huge year last year and could very well continue to have a huge year this year. Um, maybe, maybe not the hugest fantasy points last year, but he got a lot of looks and big moments by, by our boy, Josh Allen. So for sure could work out well for me. I don't know. He is, he is again, not a starter. And then I, I also took a, took a freshman rookie, um, receiver in old Jalen Waddle. I think. Speaking of someone who is poised to be a freak of nature, Jalen Waddle is, uh, I think, a receiver that'll be fun to watch this year. Yeah, and he'll get a lot of looks too in Miami. I think absolutely. Um, as far as super sleeper tech, I still I would like to go back to last year's receiving class. Everybody talks Ceedee Lamb, and I think more so about Jerry Judy. But I want you guys to you know just remember that Henry Ruggs guy over on the Raiders. He struggled a bit at the beginning of the year, but I think he was getting the swing of things last year. And I I think he, he could have a really good year. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We've talked about the Raiders a couple times now as almost a sleeper and afterthought. And I think this Raiders team in general could just be that. Uh, I was thinking the same thing about Derek Carr when we were talking quarterbacks who you might not initially think of to draft. So, yeah, you know, Raiders guys on offense right now, maybe not the worst pickups. No, it's um, I'm really interested to see how Derek Carr does this year. Last year, he was looking a lot better. Like he's finally kind of found his groove again. And, you know, I think there's there's a potential that we see him – take that Raiders team kind of back to form like they were here when they were, you know, poised to make a pretty deep playoff run before the Derek Carr's major injury. Mm-hmm. We broke his leg. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's, I, I, I kind of like where Derek Carr is at right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, if we're done with receivers, uh, that's pretty much all the offensive positions. If you're yeah. ready to move into uh defenses and special teams let's let's talk kickers for a little bit for a brief minute here we don't need to get too deep in on kickers but uh, i think the best kicker this year is going to be um one of a couple of guys you have your perennial greats like justin tucker you have some of the young new guys like yunko who um those are the two i was really looking at and then i didn't get either of them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I took uh, I took your boy, the old specs over in Indianapolis, Rodrigo Blankenship. Love him. Love him. Walk on mentality. Let's go. Let's go. So that's my kicker. Kyle, who's your kicker? I, uh, yeah, I was, re- I was really hoping for Justin Tucker. Um, he was kind of sitting there. I remember watching him in the draft. Like, okay, he'll last whatever to me. And then, of course, I can't remember who got him, but someone took him, of course. So I went with uh, Harrison Butker from the Chiefs. Not Main bad. Reason, yeah, not bad. Can't can't complain too much about him. And I think, you know, just like I said earlier about Kelsey, you know, whoever whoever's on the Chiefs receiving team or offense is going to have a lot of points when you have Mahomes at quarterback. Kind of same mentality for Harrison Butker. You know they're going to score a lot of touchdowns. Even and if they're not scoring touchdowns, they're going to have a lot of field goal opportunities. So I think he's going to have a pretty good year. I'm pretty excited to have him. Wasn't my number one pick, but, hey, I'm not – can't complain about that one bit. Yeah. yeah. K- kickers, dime a dozen. So, you know, 
but there's there's some real like top tier ones without a doubt and then after that you know you play the waivers when bye weeks happen and you'll be fine at kicker usually yeah i ended up with daniel carlson uh, of the raiders and i don't have any real great reason for taking him i just looked at what was available at the time and went with the kicker that had the most consistent score. I think he averaged like eight points a game. That is a very valid way to pick a kicker. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on to defenses. I, I, um, I guess I will start. I don't know why that threw me for such a loop right there. I was going to say, if you don't want to, I can, because I, I took the Bucks defense. So Yeah, I'm a little jealous, because I think you're going to have a good year. That's the hope. Um, I ended up with the Steelers. I, I waited a little while to pick a defense. I was pretty happy that the Steelers are still on the board. They've got some excellent pieces, you know, guys like uh, TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, I think, make this defense really strong and are – have really strong candidacy for getting turnovers and extra, you know, fantasy points on the board. Yeah. The Steelers defense is a, is still a solid one. I know we've ragged on the Steelers as a team a lot on this show. Oh, their offense is a joke. That's what most I was going to say. Most of the, the shade has been thrown at their offense. Let's get that clear. Uh, Kyle, I don't remember who your defense is. I actually was, I believe I'm fairly confident the first person first person in our draft to pick a defense and I went with the Rams you know no super particular reason they were just the number one ranked in our thing so and no one had taken the defense yet so I was like well sure why not I'll take them and Aaron Donald Jalen Ramsey (laughs) yeah I mean that's two good reasons yeah Yeah, those those are are two really good good reasons yeah well you know I can tell you the Rams defense is scary good uh played them three times last year all three times it was pretty brutal so you're going to get some points out of them for sure. And then, yeah, we kind of talked about it earlier. I'm excited about having the Bucks defense mostly because you guys brought all 11 starters back. Uh, yeah. I I'm hyped about having the Bucks defense. Yeah. I, I think they're again, poised for a really good year. Um, I, I think every year that he's on the team, Dev- Devonte white, Devin white is just going to get better. Um, mm-hmm. We got some dogs. We got Nagamakon Sue. We got JPP. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm not going to continue. I've, I've talked about this defense so much. It's really awesome. Check them out. <laughs> Check um, them out if you haven't heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to get too deep into, I know we're a little atypical. I don't think many leagues do this, but we do play specific position players for defense, uh, defensive linemen, a lineback and then two defensive backs. Yeah. We don't need to dive into that too deeply because I think most of the people that listen to us probably don't play it that way. Uh, but if you happen to, I'll just say this, Aaron Donald, probably a good one to pick up JJ, yeah. Watt, probably a good one. So, you know, you know who the stars in the NFL are on defense. Yeah. Um, I'll say I got chase young. I think he's going to be awesome. And I also got Devin white. Although, unfortunately, I picked Malcolm Butler because he's been huge for me in the past. Just today, he announced, or the Cardinals announced he's going on the retired list. Apparently, he's retiring uh, because he's got some personal stuff going on. Well, the good news is with defensive players is you can usually find another pretty okay one on the waivers. So, you'll be all right. Uh, But, yeah, without diving in too much into uh, defensive players, let's just – our teams as a whole – uh, realistically looking at how do you think you're going to do this year? Uh, obviously we all hope to make the playoffs. We all hope to make a little bit of a run and win the chip. Uh, looking at my team, realistically, I'm going to say I will make the playoffs, but I will lose in the second round. That's kind of the vibe I get from this team very early on. <laughs> um, man, I feel like mine, has some real dependency on if if uh burrow plays or or how burrow plays i should say because if he's on it i think i'm a playoff team to be perfectly honest um i think baker as a backup is good but i think joe burrow just has that explosiveness that can just go 
you know, you know, 30, 40, 50 points a game, fantasy-wise, I should say. I think I'm a playoff team. I don't know I make it to the ship. Um, but I think I do have a really strong team. Yeah, how about you, Kyle? Yeah, kind of like you guys said, I'm I mean, right now, of course, I feel pretty confident I can be a playoff team. You know, right now, looking at the team's points projected, which, of course, we know doesn't mean a whole lot sometimes. But for this week one, my team is projected to have the most points. But then again, last year after the draft, I was predicted, you know, whatever the NFL or fantasy sends out, I was predicted to only lose one game. And let me tell you, I lost a lot more games than just one. So I hope playoffs. You know, obviously, who doesn't want to win the championship? But I'm hoping playoffs and as long, but mainly as long as I beat Kalen and his meme team or whatever you want to call it, I'll be happy. <laughs> his meme team. Yeah, for anyone wondering, our buddy Kalen, who we'll have on the show at some point, uh, definitely drafted for jokes this year toward the end. He took Tim Tebow, who uh, we all know what landed on there. Tebow took- still got a chance to be on a team. It's true. Don't write him off. It's true. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Kalen wasn't the one that tried to trade Blake Bortles to me, though. So I'm going to say that. That's true. Right who, who could that have been? Yeah, who might that have been? Uh, definitely wasn't the team named uh, Bortles Burnt Tin by any means. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, for those of you not in our league, Kyle <laughs> Mitchell tried to cha- trade Bortles for Herbert straight across yes. the board. He also, uh, he's been trying it with a couple of the guys. And I Kyle does this every year. Yeah. <laughs> he has somebody. Actually, I think it's almost always with Bortles. Cause he did it to me a few years ago. He's like, Hey, I'll trade you Bortles for Gronk. It's like the guy, like the typical, like shady guy in an alley who lifts his coat up and has cheap watches. He's like, Hey, Hey, you want one of these watches? <laughs> That's how it feels. What you do that with Blake Bortles? Yeah, he's Blake uh, Bortles is like the Kirkland brand quarterback of the league. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I mean, Jerry, it, it would be trading. You know, your team has Herbert in the name. My team has Bortles in the name. I think that's pretty fair trade to me. Like, I'm thinking it's not, but that leads me to a really good question. Uh, fantasy team names—they're important. And uh, Justin, I don't know if you've come up with one yet for your team. Uh, Kyle and I both have. I'd be elated to share mine. Uh, the Herbie's Love Bugs are coming at you strong this year. Uh, and if you don't know what that's in reference to outside of Justin Herbert, I'm really sorry. And I would really encourage you to go watch the Herbie movies. <laughs> Weird plug, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you bet you didn't think you were getting a plug for the Herbie movies on the Expansion Buddies tonight, but here we are. <laughs> Uh, Kyle, your team name, as you said, Bortles Burnt Chin. Is that right? That is correct. You know, I, I, coming up with the name, like I, again, like I did, like I did last year, kind of waited to see who I drafted. Um, I kind of changed it. I came up with a couple different options. I was just going to do Bortles Burnt Ends because obviously I have Bortles, but then I also have, uh, I believe it's Brian Burns as my D lineman for, uh, from the Panthers. So I kind of put his name into it, but then I was looking at my roster and I also have, uh, I believe it's Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy Chin as one of my defensive backs from the Panthers. So I said, why not? I put like three different team or three different players from my team into the name. Very just as well, you know, use it up as much as I can. Had a couple different options. I was going to, I had one, maybe not quite as PG. I was thinking about two, but decided to go with <laughs> Bortles burnt chin. All right. All right. I appreciate it. Justin, you have any inkling of what yours might be? Uh, it's going to be something with Jalen Waddle, something like uh, Waddle to the end zone or and Jalen Waddle the way or something like that. All right. I pre- that's that's you probably- know, refer- referencing the duck song. You got a lot of uh, name potential with Jalen Waddle there, actually. I do. Um, I will say, I think right now my favorite. Um, oh, I already know what it's gonna be, but yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> our our my favorite right now is Zach's. Yep. Uh, my brother Zach, our Lazard people overlords. <laughs> Alan Lazard yeah. is so good. That is a really good one. Uh, I uh, I have to give him props for. He probably gets best team name this year for sure. Best team name I I give to Zach right now. Worst team name for like five years running. Joseph 
Jensen with the cha- the team name the Equestronauts. Fine, the first year. He's not hasn't changed, changed it. it. Hasn't touched it. Uh, and, and you know, of course, now that he won our league last year, his whole thing is, well, don't fix what's not broken. Well, buddy, you've won the championship once out of five tries here. So 20% is not exactly what I would call fantastic numbers. But, yeah, we got to change that up a little. I'm gonna, As the commissioner, I think I should start making it mandatory that you change your team name every year, but only change it every year and not every week, Daniel. Uh, Daniel, oh, my Lord. Uh, we, we play with the cast of characters in this league, if you haven't noticed. Uh but it's fun. It's fun, and we continue to do it. This is our fifth or sixth year all doing it together, and it's been a blast. So, yeah. Uh, before yeah. we wrap up, though, we got to get to shout outs and maybe call outs if you have any. I have got a call out. Oh, let's get let's get going. I am gonna call out ESPN. Oh boy, yes, sir. I know where this is going. Let's let's hear it though. Okay, ESPN. Oh, my Lord. Tell the people what they did. I, I think I think we could better vet high school, quote-unquote, teams <laughs> better than they could. Hey, Actually, that's not true. They did – so, for those of you that don't know, here, what, this, this past week, um, ESPN aired – a high school football game. It was supposed to be an exhibition match between IMG Academy, which is a premier football academy, has several D1 player or players going D1, probably some future NFL players. And between them and a high school team out of Ohio called Bishop Sycamore, game was played and was a blowout. IMG won 58 to nothing. And this was supposed to be two, between two teams that had D1 offered players. Turns out that Bishop Sycamore, which is supposedly an online prep school, doesn't exist. Their coach yeah. is a criminal with warrants out for his arrest. The players were sleeping in hotels and stealing food on the promise of payment, this whole thing. So ESPN through, um, crud, I can't remember the, the, the place they partner with. Um, oh, that they do their bookings for. Yeah. Yeah. They're butching, they're, they're butching, they're booking uh dispatch. That's it. Um, book this game. You know, that Bishop Sycamore had told them, oh, we got all these great guys, D1 offers, all this and this is this. was a lie. ESPN and the announcers during the game kind of alluded to this, couldn't find any of this information. They couldn't find the players. They couldn't find Bishop Sycamore. They had no information. And, you know, the announcers who are supposed to research this had no information to say during the game, you know, not where these players are going, what their names are in some of the cases. But ESPN went on broadcasting the game anyway. Afterwards, um, ESPN basically pointed the finger said it's 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 dispatch's fault. And to dispatch's credit, their their president, CEO, whoever said, you know, yeah, we take responsibility for this. We'll do a better process vetting it. That being said, he owned up to the mistake. He owned up to the screw up. ESPN could have stopped this at any time. There is strong evidence to show that they had an inkling that this was not right. ESPN is a joke of a company. The worldwide leader, man. They, um, got, they got a fast one pulled on them. And, and in a funny turn of events, the coach of this not real school got fired by... Who knows? Well, the thing is, he probably is the only one running the school. He probably made it up. He fired himself, we think. I, <laughs> this, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it sounds it, like a movie. It sounds like a movie. It, it's I, crazy. Um, Brandon Perna on That Good Sports, I highly recommend you watch him. 
um, I was watching his video on it, and he said ESPN basically screwed up so bad that they created their a future 30 for 30 that they will produce about their biggest screw up. Yep. It's going to be a wild documentary. It, it's, makes, it makes me it, think of the longest <laughs> yard. It's, it's such a crazy screw up. And then just looking at it from a player safety perspective, the, the crap they had to go through um, where they were being promised money. And most of them were college Juco dropouts. Like they weren't even high school age. Yeah. Um, it, it's so screwed from like 360 degrees. Yeah. Oh. I'm glad you brought this up. I wondered if we were going to talk about this debacle on the show tonight. Uh, that's a very good call out. Uh, yeah, I, I guess in light of that, Kyle, do you have a call out? Mine goes right. I mean, Justin basically covered everything I was going to say about it, but yeah, maybe not ESPN as much, but yeah, Bishop, Bishop Sycamore, like, yeah, just them in general. <laughs> like, you can just see it on Twitter and all different social media today. And there's been some shady stuff going on there for a few years now. They changed their name like a couple years ago. Yeah, players that college dropouts and maybe more of a shout out or a call out to the players on their team for being these 20 year old players and still, you know, being in junior college dropouts, whatever, and still getting beat by almost 60 points to a bunch of <laughs> high schoolers. Oofty, yeah. Yeah. And That's... I know IMG is, yeah, one of the premier prep schools or whatever they are in the country. But still, I mean. Brutal. They got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I don't know that these guys, that these Bishop Sycamore players were, I don't even know how much they really practiced. It also, one of the players kind of did a tell-all, and apparently they played – two games in three days, one of them being against IMG. So that's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's so messed up. Anyway, uh, you guys covered it all so well. I don't need to call them out either, even though I was going to uh, let's get to shout outs. Uh, and I would like to, I would like to go first. Okay. My shout out is more of a, of a heartfelt shout out. I want to shout out all of the people and sports teams in the state of Louisiana right now, uh, everything they're going through. I know a little bit of it uh, just because of like covering Tulane University and trying to figure out them getting ready for their season opener this week has been an interesting uh, debacle, to say the least. Uh, the things that those kids are going through, that their families, coaches, everybody down there in Louisiana with the hurricane, it's a uh, rough rough time and football really is not the first thing on most people's minds as it shouldn't be. So just shout out to the state of Louisiana. That's fair. That's a good shout out. Uh, Kyle as our guest. What is your shout out? So the one I came up with, um, came I was kind of thinking with. about it. It's going back and forth a little bit, kind of tough to follow that one on a less serious note, but uh the Patriots running back, um, I believe his name is Ramonde Stevenson from preseason this year, you know, ended up being, I think one of the reasons why the Patriots were kind of comfortable trading away Sony Michelle to the, to the Rams and the Patriots have always been kind of a, you know, running back by committee type of team, but Stevenson, this preseason, 30 carries, 216 yards, 7.2 yards per carry average and five rushing touchdowns. And I believe he had about a 70, 80, 80 yard run too in the one of them. You know, shout out to him for having a great preseason and earning a spot on the roster. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. It's always nice to see those guys succeed. For sure. Uh, and then my lovely co-host, what is your shout out? My shout out goes to former quarterback Philip Rivers for winning his very first game as a high school coach. Shout out, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool to see Philip Rivers finally doing what you're doing. Yeah, he takes <laughs> after me, actually. Yeah, man. I saw that. A big old win for his first game. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah. I've always been a fan of Philip. And man, just watching his uh his kind of like little interview afterwards, like he it's clear he has a real passion for this, that he really cares about the kids. And I th I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh I wonder how many of his own kids are gonna end up playing for his team. Yeah. I wonder how many kids we're gonna have in the NFL in a few years talking like him. Well, golly darn. Yeah, never swearing, always being a PG. Gotta love old Philly boy. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. 
All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's I think that's it for the 2021 fantasy episode. We're gonna wrap it up here. But uh, Kyle, thank you so much for joining again. At this point, you're essentially just our third co-host. Yeah, uh, you're always welcome. Just just even if we don't ask you, just pop in. Yeah, hop right in. Uh, we'll, we'll, just... <laughs> we'll get you in. Hey, sounds good. I'll try to surprise you one of these times, maybe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Justin. Another great episode by you, my uh, co-host. For anyone wondering, Justin is not feeling the best tonight, so he braved through one with us tonight. Uh, Appreciate it, my guy. Appreciate all of you listening to us wherever you listen from, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, the can on a string. At this point, the can on a string is probably higher up on the list than iTunes and Google Podcasts, but uh, wherever you listen to, we appreciate you listening to us. Uh, we'll be back for you next Thursday to talk us about some real football because some real football is going down next Thursday between Justin's Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about that. Yes. Game preview. Woo! Game preview. Uh, yeah. NFL's right around the corner. Nebraska lost horribly this last week. So, you know, football's back uh, better than ever in America. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, um, who, it must be embarrassing to be a Nebraska fan. It must be, but Hey, you got all that corn. Anyway, thank you all. For thank listening. God for the corn. Thank you all for <laughs> listening. Check us out on Twitter at the expansion BU one. Check us out on Instagram with the same handle. Uh, but until next week, I've been Jared. That's been Kyle and that's been Justin. And guys, never forget. Party like it's 1976.